Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here with me today, and I'm so excited about this podcast, this episode. It's one that I've wanted to record since the very first episode, and I'm just so excited to get to talk about it with you guys today. So let's jump right in. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it again and again and again, that reading the Bible is so much more than just something to check off of your religious to-do list, right? We want reading the Bible to feel like something that we do because we love and that we do because we know it's important and not something that we do just because we think we have to. We don't want it to be like a chore for us as Christians. And if we're honest with ourselves, it's really easy for reading the Bible to become like that. Reading the Bible and praying, it seems like those are the two things that become those checklist items. And this may seem like the opposite of that, but I think one way to make Bible reading not feel like something to check off on a to-do list is to have a plan, to have a plan for your Bible reading. And there's this quote that I love by Stephen Covey that says, the key is not to prioritize what is on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. And so I think when we go into it with that mindset that we're not, um, we're not putting Bible reading on our schedule because it's something that we need to do, but that we're putting Bible reading on our schedule because it's something that we love and something that we know is important, then it makes it that much easier and it might even become something that we look forward to. And I will say in my experience, um, when I've planned to read the Bible, I get really excited for that time um, that I'm going to spend with the Lord. But also when I don't do it, then I miss it. And that's how I know that it's become something that is not just a to-do list item for me is because I, I come to look forward to it and I really love it. And so what I want to talk about today is having a plan for your Bible reading because um, we've probably all heard it said that if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And if Bible reading is important to you, you're going to have a plan for how you're going to do it. And the truth is, if we say, hey, I want to read my Bible every day, that's my goal, but we don't make a plan for what we're going to read or we don't have any idea, we're just going to sit down. And I talked about this on episode one, we fall into that category where I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to let the word speak to me and just wherever I open it up, that's that's what I'm supposed to read. Then it get, it's easier when you're doing that, it's easier to say, to forget. It's easier to forget to read and it's easier to put it on the back shelf than when you know what, when I sit down and read, I'm, I have something specific I'm going to be looking at. So today we're going to look at making a plan for reading. We're going to talk about a few different plans that you can make and maybe like some of the pros and cons of each of those plans. The first question that I have for you before you pick out your plan that you need to ask yourself this question is, Uh, what is your goal? What is my goal in reading the Bible? Do I have a question that I'm trying to find the answer to? Do, Do I want to just know more about God? 
is there something specific that I want to learn about? So ask yourself that question. And then once you know the answer to that, we can narrow it down to a few different plans that you might use to read the Bible. I want to start with one plan, and that's the chronological reading plan. What it means to read the Bible chronologically is to read the Bible in the order that it was written. And you may not know or may not have ever learned that the way the Bible is organized, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, is not the way that it, it's not the order that it was written in. Even in the New Testament, they're not, um, the books are not organized in the order in which they were written. And if you're really um, serious about reading it in chronological order, there's going to be many, many times when you will read, um, when you will read a book and then you have to take a break from it, go read another book and then come back in order to read it in chronological order. Um, The first example of that is Genesis. If you want to read Genesis in chronological order, you will read the first 10 chapters and then you'll take a break and you'll read Job. And the book of Job isn't until, doesn't come until almost halfway through the Old Testament, but the book of Job is one of the oldest books of the Bible. And so you would actually read Genesis 1 through 10 and then read the book of Job. And there's, you can Google a chronological reading plan. You could, there are chronological study Bibles. I have one of those where it's the Bible, but it's printed in chronological order. And those are really cool. And I've been working on a chronological Bible reading list that I will post in the show notes or post on my podcast website where you can see that. A few other examples of times in the Bible where it's good to read chronologically is um, in the Old Testament in when you get to like first second kings, first second chronicles, and it talks about all the kings of Israel and it's kind of giving a history lesson. It's or it's kind of giving like the history of the nation of Israel. There are so you have First and Second Samuel, First Second Kings, First Second Chronicles in the Old Testament, but then you also have the prophets. There's the major prophets and the minor prophets, which are at the end of the Old Testament, and that's where you have like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, um, and then the minor prophets: Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah. I'm not going to keep going because I might forget one, um, but all of those prophets wrote during the time of the kings of Israel. So like. You would read, a chronological plan would have you to read maybe a chapter from First or Second Kings and then go read what one of the prophets was saying during that time. Also, David, King David wrote so many of the Psalms and it's really cool. That's one of my favorite things to read chronologically is to read what was happening in David's life in the books of First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, and then to read the Psalms that he wrote during that time. It really gives them so much more meaning. And so, and I should have said this at the beginning before talking about the chronological plan, if you are looking to learn more just about God's story, the story of um, his plan for his church, um, starting with the nation of Israel and then to where we are today, a chronological reading plan would be really great. The New Testament, if you're reading it chronologically, the way that it would work, um, in the New Testament, you have the four Gospels, and they tell a lot of the same story. So if you read chronologically, you might read the same account of, say, Jesus feeding the multitude in 
each of the gospels instead of reading like the whole gospel and then going to the next one. Also, the letters of Paul, the way they're organized, they're organized um, in the New Testament by whether or not they were written to a church or an individual, and then they're organized by length. So reading it chronologically, you would read it. You would actually read in Acts, which tells about some of Paul's missionary journeys, and then you would read So you might read where he started the church at Corinth in Acts 18. And then you could read the letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. So that's kind of what it means to read the Bible chronologically. And that was a lot of information that I just gave you. And I'm not expecting anyone to remember all of that. But it was just kind of explaining what a chronological reading plan looks like. And again, I would suggest just Googling it or even on if you use the YouVersion Bible app, there's a lot of great chronological reading plans on there. You could get a chronological study Bible, and I'll try to post a link to a chronological reading plan. Now, let me say that I've read, been reading the Bible for a really long time, and I consider myself a pretty good reader, but when I read the book, the Bible through chronologically for the first time, I thought I'm going to do it in a year, and it actually took me a year and two months to finish it. So if you want to read the Bible chronologically, no, it's going to take quite a bit of time to read it in that way. And maybe you have a more immediate need. You have a more immediate question you want to read and that you have um, your reason for reading is that you really want to know about the life of Jesus when he was here on earth. Or maybe you want to read about instructions for the ministry, or maybe you want to know about the things that are to come in the future for the church. The Bible reading plan that I would recommend for you is to do a book study. A book study means that you would choose one book of the Bible and you would read it. And if you want to really dig in and study, then there are resources that you could use to actually study that book. But Maybe you need to just start with reading it. Even when I'm really studying and I'm digging in and I'm looking for extra information and I'm trying to find like the background information on who wrote the book and who they were writing to and what time period they were writing and all of those things, I just read the book. I try to read the book just straight through a couple times as I'm digging in and asking all of those questions. So I've got a few examples for you. If you're lost, and you have recognized that you need a savior. So if you are just coming to know Jesus and just coming to be in a relationship with him, um, you might want to read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Actually, the book of Matthew is the most read book in the entire Bible. It's because it's the first one in the New Testament. And I think God knew what he was doing when he made Matthew the first gospel and He knew that it would be the first one listed in the New Testament. It gives a really great, the book of Matthew gives a really great picture of who Jesus was. You find um, history in that book, but you also um, learn a lot about the life of Jesus. So many of his miracles are in there. The book of Matthew is a great place to start, but the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are going to tell you about our Savior. If you are in need of salvation, if you're asking, what do I need to do to be saved? Hey, there were some people when the church first began, right after Jesus ascended into heaven after his death, 
burial and resurrection, there were some people who asked the same exact question. They said, what must we do to be saved? And you can find the answer to that question in the book of Acts. So if you're wondering, what do I need to be, what do I need to do to be saved? Start with the book of Acts. If you're wondering about Christian living, um, just how to live as a Christian in this world, you might want to look at the letters of Paul. He wrote to churches. And so if you are in church and if even if you're in ministry, he wrote some really great books. The books that Paul wrote to Timothy are just excellent books um, about ministry. If you're wanting to just know how to live a Christian lifestyle, the books... Um, I'm doing my personal Bible study right now. Well, my personal Bible reading, I'm reading through the Bible chronologically, but I host a Bible study here at my house on Tuesday nights, and we're reading in 1 Corinthians. And I mean, Paul just really lays it out there, some of the basics for just how to live as a Christian in 1 Corinthians. If you feel like you're good enough, and maybe you're out there and you're thinking, um, I'm good. I don't need a savior. I don't uh I don't have any questions. I don't need any help. I would read I'd start reading in the Old Testament. I would read in the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But hey, just start with Genesis. It really reveals I don't want to say like the badness, but because um, that's not really a word, but it just reveals um, human our human nature and how fallen we are and how much we really do need a Savior. And you're going to see, even in the book of Judges, over and over again, how God's people failed time after time after time. And it's not, I'm not saying anyone should read that so that they can beat themselves up. But those books really show us how in need we are of a Savior. And so once you read that, you might want to hop on over to the Gospels or to the book of Acts. Let's see, one more or two more I want to talk about. If you're going through just a really hard time and you need encouragement, you need to be lifted up, I would suggest reading Job because it's so relatable. And once you start in, you're going to be like, Anna, why did you tell me to read this book? It's so depressing. But what I love about the book of Job is that it's so relatable. I just said that. And that it really does have a good ending. And it teaches you so much about who God is. Because he comes and he just speaks to Job in a way that um, he just is like, hey, this is who I am and I'm going to take care of you. And so the book of Job can be really encouraging when you read it in its entirety. And then the book of Psalms, so encouraging. And like I mentioned earlier, if you ever, ever get the chance to read the book of Psalms in chronological order and how it lines up with the life of David, amazing. Which, side note, David did not write all the Psalms. And so if you do read in chronological order, you'll find that out. There's even a Psalm of Moses. Um, Psalms is a collection of songs that were written by many different people in the Old Testament. But if you ever get a chance to read David's Psalms and how they line up with his life, super interesting and really encouraging. And then I mentioned this earlier, but if you want to know about what is to come, uh, the end times, as a lot of people would say, but the future of the church and what we can expect to see in the future, the book of Revelation. It's a tough one, but you can do it. And actually, um, the book of Revelation says that whoever reads those words, whoever reads the book of Revelation, that they will be blessed. So maybe you need a blessing in your life 
Go read the book of Revelation because God is true to his word. He says that whoever reads the book of Revelation, that they would be blessed. All right, so there's two Bible reading plans. You have, you could read it chronologically, so in the order it was written, and then you could do a book study. Those would be my top two recommendations to choose one of those for your Bible reading. But there are some other reading plans you could do if you're really just wanting to get more of the Word in you. Then um, my granddad, he says he reads a chapter of the Old Testament, a chapter of the New Testament, a chapter from Proverbs, and a chapter from Psalms every day. So that's a cool reading plan. And then there's one reading plan that I do not recommend. And it's it's a popular one. And so I'm just going to put this out here, but um, a topical Bible study. And so that means that I've, I have something that I want to know about, let's say marriage or friendship or forgiveness, something like that. And I'm just going to go and I'm going to look for every scripture in the Bible that talks about that subject. And I'm going to read that. You could do that. And certainly a lot of people do pick a topic they want to study and read it in that way. This is why I don't recommend it because whenever you pull a verse just randomly from a book, you're not considering um, what came before, what came after. You're not considering the context. Job is a really good example of that. If you pull a verse from Job, um, something that maybe Job, one of Job's friends said to him, you're not taking into context that Job's friends were giving him bad counsel and that when God speaks to Job at the end of the book, he even says that those people should have stayed quiet. So you have to be really careful when you're just pulling a verse to see what it says about a certain subject and not taking into consideration what it was actually being written about. Also, when you do a topical Bible study like that, it's really easy for your reading to be shaded by what you want to see. It's You're going to find what you're looking for and you it's easier to create your own, to make your own meaning out of what you've read, which is why I think a topical is probably not my top recommendation for a Bible reading plan. I would stick to either reading it chronologically or choosing a book to read and studying that way. Now, I want to wrap up this episode by saying that the best Bible reading plan is one that you're actually going to do. And if you've been following along with this podcast, I've given you some tips for getting started. Uh, We've talked about perspective. We've talked about why it's so important. And now we've talked about some plans. And I want to encourage you today that you can do it. You can read the Bible. Just pick it up and start reading. Start somewhere and make it part of your daily practice because you are a Bible reader. You've got this. We're in this together. And... I just can't wait to see how your life is changed and how your family's lives are changed by the Bible, by the Word of God. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. To wrap this thing up, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am a Bible reader. I can understand God's Word. And I will be changed by what I learn. Hey guys, you're going to change so much more than just your own life. By understanding God's word, you're going to change your family, your community, and this world. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you again soon.